You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Gansert. I'm so glad you've joined us today. We've got a great show for you with a couple of fantastic guests. Up first is Oscar-nominated singer and songwriter, the fabulous Miss Carol Connors. Following her is David Levitt, the board president for Palm Beach Island Cats, which is doing great work managing a community cat population down in Florida. Well, we're now into the month of June, and that means several important things for our animal-loving friends. June 1 is the start of hurricane season in the United States, and many of our listeners on the Gulf Coast and the eastern seaboard know how these storms can be so destructive and deadly. And not only do they impact us as humans, they also can impact the lives of our animal friends. I strongly encourage all of our listeners to visit AmericanHumane.org slash hurricane tips for the ways in which you can keep yourself, your family, and your pets safe before, during, and after a storm hits. Again, that's AmericanHumane.org slash hurricane tips. You know, our Red Star team will be monitoring any and all storms that continue to threaten to make landfall in the United States and will certainly stand ready to assist any pets who get caught up in a storm's path. But the whole month of June is very special to all of us at American Humane Association and indeed cat lovers everywhere. All month, we're celebrating Adopt a Cat Month, helping to get more cats out of our nation's shelters and into forever loving homes. Carol Connors has again graciously agreed to be our national spokesperson for Adopt-A-Cat Month, and we'll chat with her about her love for cats a little later in the program. You know, Adopt-A-Cat Month occurs every June because we're on the tail end of kitten season, which happens every spring, where thousands of newborn kittens join the millions of cats already in our nation's shelters. That means your local shelter has tons of cute, cuddly newborns in addition to the older cats and everything in between. And the shelter staffs are ready. They stand ready to help you adopt your very first cat, or to bring home a friend for another beloved cat already in your household. You know, I myself have a couple of kitty friends at home who both were adopted as kittens, and they are just the best pets ever. You know, this annual campaign is part of a larger effort by American Humane Association to help these beautiful animals help solve the unique challenges and issues they face. Although cats have been referred to as America's most popular pet, they receive less veterinary care have less research dedicated to their unique health and behavioral issues. They're more likely to be feral and more likely to be euthanized in shelters than dogs. American Humane Association has been conducting research to identify barriers to adoption and retention, as well as other key welfare issues. To help people do their part now, here's a top 10 checklist if you're thinking about adopting. Number one, if you're thinking about adopting a cat, consider taking home two. Number two, find a cat whose personality meshes with yours. Number three, pick out a veterinarian ahead of time and schedule a visit within the first few days following the adoption. Next tip, make sure everyone in the house is prepared to have a cat before your new pet comes home. 
And you know, our local shelters and adoption facilities can really help you make that proper introduction. Next tip, budget for the short and long-term care cost of the cat. You know, with any new pet in our family, it's a responsibility and there's a cost to us really associated with that. You know, you might want to check on the prices for spaying and neutering, vaccines, microchipping, cat toys and enrichments, and make sure those are included as part of your family budget. Next tip, stock up on supplies before the cat arrives. It's really important to have those items at your home before the cat arrives. Next one, cat-proof your home. Next tip, go slowly when introducing your cat to new friends and family. Be sure to include your new pet in your family's emergency plan. And if you're considering giving a cat as a gift, make sure the recipient is an active participation in the adoption process. You know, that's very, very important. You know, there's so much we could all do to help spread the word and spread these tips. Visit AmericanHumane.org slash Month to find shareable tips, Facebook graphics, downloadable posters, and so much more. All right, we'll be right back with the woman who co-wrote this iconic song and whose love for cats is legendary. Yes, that's Oscar-nominated hit song, Gonna Fly Now, from the soundtrack to the film Rocky, the ultimate underdog story. But today... And all month, we're talking about undercats, and we'll feature their biggest advocate when we come back. You're listening to Pet Life Radio. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to AudibleDeals.com. That's AudibleDeals.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to today's show. You know, it's not every day that I have the privilege of speaking with an Oscar nominee, let alone a two-time nominee. 
but I do today. My next guest is the iconic singer and extraordinary talented songwriter, indeed an American icon. She's famous for the hit song, To Know Him Is To Love Him. Right before we break, we heard a snippet of Gonna Fly Now, the theme from the film Rocky, which scored her her first Oscar nomination. Later, she received another nomination for her work on the Disney classic, The Rescuers. But her work also spread to television, where she has received a stunning five Emmy nominations. But above all else is her love of cats. And for the last two years, she has served as the spokeswoman for American Humane Association's Adopt a Cat Month. I'm pleased to welcome the incomparable Carol Connors to our show today. Hi, Carol. Thanks for joining us. Robin, I can't believe this is me you're talking about. I'm going, <laughs> wow, I sound pretty catastic there. <laughs> you are Thank a you. catastic, cat fantastic. Thank you. Oh, well, I know it's so early for you at home on the West Coast today, but I know you like to get up early and to get the day started. And I know you've got some special four-legged friends that you're sitting with right now. I have my two little boys. I have two baby. Well, one's a, he's going to turn two tomorrow. Two Abyssinians. One is called Music Two de Casanova because <laughs> all he does is want to kiss me. And the oh. other one is Lyrics. And it's not lyrics, it's lyrics. And uh, they're both here, and they want to say hello. Hold on. (laughs) They just said hello. (laughs) That's great. That's wonderful. And they're very special. And, you know, I don't think of them or, uh, you know, any of the pets, be it dogs, cats, iguanas, whatever, that any of us have. I don't think of them as pets. I mean, my little friends are my little furry friends. They comfort me. They're Mm -hmm. here for me. And that's why it's important, like, as we know, unconditional love unconditionally, because Mm -hmm. that's what they give us. That's exactly what they give us. You know, that's so beautiful. And, you know, I I know you've had these precious boys with you, but where did your love for cats come from? Well, I know this is going to sound strange, so I don't want your listeners to get nutsy crazy. Um, (laughs) I lived in a cave. Okay, everybody can go nutsy crazy for five (laughs) seconds. But when I moved out of my mother's home after To Know Him Is To Love Him, because I was the lead singer of the iconic group, and I thank you for using that word, the teddy bears. And the first thing that Phil Spector ever did in his life, you know, the legendary Phil Spector, we're not going to go into his life story, was he wrote To Know Him Is To Love Him for my boys. To know, know, know him, because he fell in love with my voice. And it's the reason Elvis Presley became my first boyfriend, because he loved my voice on To Know Him Is To Love Him and wanted to meet me. So after all that, I moved into a little cave on Horseshoe Canyon Road, 2452 Horseshoe Canyon Road. I mean, (laughs) the entire cave or home that I lived in that was very dank, could fit into my living room. Thank you, God. Thank you, Rocky. Thank you, Cologne. <laughs> and thank you, Bill Conti. Yo, Gil. So I lived in this place, and one day, a little black kitty came over, and, and I fed it, and it ended up staying with me. Its name, I named her Nefertiti, oh. and Nefertiti was with me for 18 years. She lived with me until... I moved to my home after Rocky when I had to buy a house. She lived with me. She passed away on the day that I moved 
it was like she was so, you know, out there in the stratosphere somewhere. She mm-hmm. said, okay, Carol, you can go now. I've been with you. You're going to enter a new portion of your life, and I'm going to leave you now. I swear to you, though, that was the feeling. And she passed away that day. She never wow. came to my new home after Rocky. Wow. Oh, my she goodness. she comforted me until then. Nefertiti. That's a beautiful story. You know, I think all of our listeners who have cats in their lives have some amazing stories about how those cats have entered their homes and have become part of their families and their lives for a long time. I love that story. Coming into your cave. And she did. She just literally walked in because, I mean, everything walked in. I mean, you know, like, in fact, two skunks walked in once. They were in the silverware drawer. That was pretty scary. Um, No, no, no. I'm serious. You you have no idea what that smelled like. But I mean, oh, my God. And then the the animal control came up and they brought me a a thing to trap them. So because they were like coming in and it was scary. So the bottom line is they came in and I thought, okay, fine, I'll trap them. I'll put the bacon on the thing. The door will go up. They'll go down. They'll come and they'll take them away. Well, I trapped Nefertiti. Because she ate the bacon. <laughs> and I, in the morning, I woke up and I went, that's Nefertiti. Because remember, she was a black cat. And yeah. they're basically, oh, you have no idea what I went through. <laughs> oh, that is so wonderful. So wonderful. Well, you know, Carol, you've been our spokeswoman now. And this is the second year in a row for our legendary month, Adopt-A-Cat Month. You know, American Humane Association has been behind three of the animal celebratory weeks. The first one being Be Kind to Animals Week, Adopt-A-Dog Month, and Adopt-A-Cat Month. These are our weeks where we bring to the country the awareness of the uh, special relationship, the bond we have with our precious animals. You know, as we think about cats, what do you think is the biggest issue facing cats in this country right now? Well, I think that because, you know, cats are like, did you see that video of that cat that saved the little boy? from? Oh, the yes. <laughs> I think it yes. went viral right away. I mm-hmm. think that cats sometimes can be misunderstood Mm-hmm. And that people don't understand that they really are loving and kind and they're not just aloof. And I think that there's so many cats that that end up being feral. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And you, they're not neutered and they're not spayed and they multiply. And, and then there's so many. And, and I think if, if we could only take care of that problem somehow, which I know the American Humane Association understands, and bring it to a a population that works for everybody, maybe it would be kinder to the animals too, because you don't want them starving on the street, you know? Right. That's one of the things that breaks my heart, is that when I see, you know, a lot of feral cats, and how are they being fed, you know? And there are too many. Not that I don't... I love every cat. I could have millions, millions. But, you know, the world can't do that. You know what I mean? I know, I know. And you know, our next guest in today's show is going to talk about the community cats, the feral cats in Palm Beach, and the incredible program that he has instituted that has really made a difference in keeping those cats healthy, limiting their population. And I think there's some great insights that we can take to communities across our great country about this issue with community and feral cats. So I I thank you for bringing that to everyone's attention because we've got a lot of 
of work to do and there's too many kittens every single kitten season that can't find forever loving homes and our shelters are just overloaded. We have a lot of work to do for our wonderful feline friends, that's for sure. I agree. I mean, a friend of mine, Jim, he was just telling me that there are two kitty cats, babies. I mean, they must be four weeks old. The mother was run over and there's, they're, they're like four weeks old and he's trying to feed them and take care of them. And yeah. they're so beautiful. He can't get near them. They won't let that. They're like wild. And, you know, and these cats, I mean, it shouldn't be that way. And I think that if, if American Humane Association could do what they need to do and are doing, mm-hmm. I limit some of these problems that, that we, can't, we can't cope with. We have to cope with it. You know, I think that's so, so beautifully said, Carol, and said from the heart as well. So thank you. You know, um, of course, your love for cats and your passion for animals has extended to your music. You've written one of the most beautiful and poignant songs called Unconditional Love Unconditionally. Can you tell us what was the inspiration in writing that beautiful song? There really was an inspiration to this. Um, I had done a TV show called, you're going to love this title, Bob Hope Presents Morris the Cat Salute to America's Pets. Now check that title. It was an ABC <laughs> project. And wow. Lorraine Arbison, who, um, Lorraine Arbus, excuse me, she was the, her father was Leonard Goldenson, who was the founder of ABC, produced it. And I was nominated for an Emmy. I co-wrote the song. And the song was called Love Without Strings. Boy, I can't even remember half my songs. No, I do, I do. It was called Love Without Strings. And we got nominated for an Emmy. The bottom line is I had a cat, that uh, an Abyssinian, named, his name was Minstrel, because I had two boys called Maestro and Minstrel, M&M. And when he passed away, he had become M the Wonder Cat, because... We were on television together and magazine covers. He was just gorgeous. And we did a little act together. I mean, we really did. So he passed away and I was just, my heart broke because yeah. he was such a friend. Such a, he, he could read everything I was doing when I was happy, when I was, you know, in agony about something. He knew and he was always there for me. He lived till 18. Oh. And my, thank God, thank God, have lived for a very long time. And I was so beside myself that I wanted to immortalize him for me. I wanted to say something that that he brought to me. And the song that came out after his passing was Unconditional Love Unconditionally. Wow. Wow. So he inspired it. Robin, he was the total inspiration of that song. What an incredible, incredible story, Carol. Oh, my goodness. And I to this day miss him. But every, you know, I remember, now don't think I'm nutsy crazy, but I did go to a cat psychiatrist. (laughs) Well, I was having a lot of problems with his passing. And so I did speak with somebody and the person said to me, if you get another, for me, get Uh another kitty immediately because I needed to fill that void because I live alone. Not Mm -hmm. that I have not had great boyfriends. But yeah. I do live alone, and I am on top of a mountain. And he said, don't think that you're not going to give love or take away from the love you had for M the Wonder Cat. Oh. Um, but you will give new love to a new kitty. And that was the, probably the soundest advice that was given to me, because I did get a baby kitty. And uh, that became lyrics. 
and uh, and you know now I have music to De Casanova and Lara. Oh. oh my gosh! But oh. all of my kitties, from Nefertiti to the two I have now, all have different personalities. Yes. They're all very, very different. Yes, yes, and that's what makes them all so very special to us, too. And they do have big personalities, too, which I love. Oh, my God. The little one, he yeah. thinks he's a, he doesn't know if he's Catilla the Hun or, you know, <laughs> or Casanova. He's a Gemini. His birthday's tomorrow. Oh. Uh, he goes from one attitude to, I got three cats in the house. Him, <laughs> two of them, I'm sure, because he's a Gemini, oh. and, uh, and lyrics, you know. Yeah. Oh and my. And if I had more than two cats, my problem because everybody says, "Well, why don't you get another one?" And my answer is, if I got one more, I'd have six hundred and seventy-three cats in the house, and I'd really become the cat lady of Beverly Hills. No, <laughs> thank you. I'll keep it down to two. I Maybe love them. that'll be our new reality show, right? Oh so, God! <laughs> you know. <laughs> Cat Lady of Beverly Hills. I think that could be that might take the Real Housewives on for. <laughs> oh, I love Lisa Vanderpump. By the way, she's so oh, special. She and her little doggy. One. She has a little doggy, Jiggy. Is yes. it Jiggy? It's Jiggy, and she's one of our incredible national ambassadors, and she's been on this show as well, talking about her love for hero dogs, so it's it's great. Oh, well, I have that love, too. I mean, you know, I performed in Vietnam when I was a kid, and I have sang at the Iwo Jima Memorial, you know, America the Beautiful for the Wounded mm-hmm. Warriors, conducted mm-hmm. an orchestra in uh, at the Kennedy Center, so oh, being my- from Rocky in D.C., and I remember bumping into Sly, Sylvester Stallone, right before, and I said, Sly, can I do it? Can I conduct the orchestra to Rocky? And he said, hey, you'll kill you. Go And I said, what? <laughs> but I knew what he said. He said, yo, Carol, you co-wrote it. You can do it. And it was uh, to raise money for the wounded warriors and wow. the animals and, and the beautiful dogs that, that help these people and Oh my God, I'm so into that. I mean, I, I, I just, I think it's miraculous what they are able to do, you know, the dogs to help our people. I can't even fathom it. It's so amazing to me. That's wonderful. Well, we look forward to having you join us for this year's Hero Dog Awards in Los Angeles, which before we know it, the summer will be over and we'll be uh, celebrating Hero Dogs at the end of September. So, but uh, again, while we're in June, we're honoring and paying tribute to the cat. And I couldn't imagine a better spokeswoman, (laughs) Carol, for Adopt-A-Cat Month, especially as you share those poignant stories about your own kitties in your life that's made such a difference. Wondering in to your cave of a home on, on Horseshoe way back in the day and to your precious boys who are enjoying hearing their mom talk about their love for, about your love for, uh, for felines. You know, it's been such a pleasure to speak with you today. You have had Thank such a, an inspirational career and we're thrilled to have you uh, join us on this very special cause. Any final words for our listeners as they look at their felines in their lives? I think that you should, I mean, I'm just going to use my own title, but I believe that because they, our little furry friends, give us unconditional love unconditionally, we should give that back to them. Because they don't ask, they just want to be with us. They don't ask for anything. You know, just feed them, love them, comfort them, and just take care of them. And don't ever, I remember once screaming at M the Wonder Cat, and because I was upset about something and I almost tripped over him and mm-hmm. I screamed at him 
because uh, I'm a Scorpio and I do have a temper, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget this as long as I live, Robin. He rolled over on his back and he cried. He went <whistles> like that because Abyssinians don't talk a lot. And he eliminated on himself. He was so frightened of seeing me like that because even oh. though I'm five feet tall, I'm much bigger than he is. Right. And I said to myself, I will never, ever, ever do that to any animal again as long as I live. And I never have done that. All I do is give love. If I'm going to scream or yell or get angry, I do not do it in front of my little friends. They do not need to see that. Wow. Wow. Powerful, powerful words and a powerful testimony. I never testimony. forgot that, Robin. I never powerful forgot testimony. that. Well, Carol, we are so thrilled to have you speak from your heart and a very special hug to your kitties today and to all the kitties that this month is honoring. And we want Adopt-A-Cat Month to be every month, not just June of every year, but 12 months a year so that we can get all those cats in shelters into forever loving homes. And friends, we'll be right back with another guest who's fully committed to making the world better for our feline friends, particularly the community cats that Carol talked about earlier. This is Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansard. Pet Life Radio has tail wagging, fur flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio, and we want to hear from you. I am now with you every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. I hear him in the West Coast. That makes it noon back in the East here on PetLifeRadio.com. So when we get callers who call in a question about their pet or email me a question that I read live on air, Kong is going to send out a free Kong toy. So you get free advice, lots of information, and a ProSense and or a Kong toy just for calling in here to Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff on Pet Life Radio. That is a great deal. So you can call in at 877-385-8882 or you can drop me an email to Dr. Jeff at Pet Life Radio. We want you to take advantage of me because that's why I'm here. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. All right, welcome back. Well, you know, this week we're talking cats and how important it is to bring them into forever loving homes from animal shelters across our great country. After all, it is American Humane Association's Adopt a Cat Month. 
But you know, there's another way people can adopt these wonderful feline friends, and that's through groups like Palm Beach Island Cats, which works to support the feral cat population of Palm Beach, Florida. On the line with us now is David Levitt, the president of Palm Beach Island Cats. Welcome, David. How are you today? Thank you very much, Robin. I'm good. That's wonderful. Well, you know, David, today's show is all about Adopt-A-Cat Month, where we try to encourage, you know, adoptions from shelters. But your organization is doing something so very important for the population of feral cats, and particularly the feral cats in Palm Beach. Can you tell us a little bit about what your organization does? Community cats in Palm Beach have been a problem for most of Palm Beach's history. Having cats on our streets are not a good thing for the cats or the residents. It's not a safe life for the cats, and breeding behavior often leads to noisy fights that bother the residents. The only humane way to reduce the cat population is through TNR, which is trap, neuter, and return. Once cats' reproduction is stopped, the population falls by natural attrition. We became the town's authorized cat caretaker in 2009. We had over 700 cats then. After five years, the population has dropped to 550 for a 20% reduction. Last year, we had 28 kittens from 550 adults, so you can see virtually all of our cats have been neutered. We practice trap, neuter, return, and maintenance. The maintenance means daily feeding and watering at our 71 feeding stations. We feed before dawn, and the cats gather so that we can see if any require medical attention or any new cats have been dumped. We come back 12 hours later and clean up and make sure that we're putting down the right amount of food so that we're not feeding barmans. Mm-hmm. It's been a surprise that our early feeding has led to the cats being less visible throughout the day, which means much improved safety for the cats. We feed a high-quality zero-grain food, and the condition and health of the cats is noticeably improved also. Our success is measured by the support we have received from our town government and residents. The many complaints from residents that used to go to code enforcement have dropped to nothing. We accomplish this by having a wonderful field director who handles our residents' concern in a kind, professional manner. Our cats provide a necessary service controlling rodents. We live on a tropical barrier island, and the truth is that even in Palm Beach, we suffer with rats. Under every fruit tree, you will see evidence of their presence. They don't stay around houses with cats. Please remember that this is a universal problem in America with exploding populations of free-roaming cats. It is not the fault of the cats that can be traced back to irresponsible owners dumping their unprepared pet cat on the street. The answer for this problem is low-cost, targeted spay and neuter campaigns. David, this is an amazing campaign that you have had such great success on with at Palm Beach with the community cat population and a staggering 20% reduction. But also importantly, you said there were how many kittens? 20 some kittens out of 528. That's amazing. 550 cats. That is amazing. We periodically conduct a census, you know, check all the feeding stations. The cats mm-hmm. are all collected at feeding. That's how we have our numbers. It's amazing. Is this something that other communities can learn from, how you have successfully really targeted this population and provided for such an amazing you know, health and well-being of these community cats, but importantly, ensuring that their population isn't increasing? Is this model something that could be taken to other communities? Pieces of it, certainly. Palm Beach is a special case, and frankly, we're one of the most successful programs in the country that I've heard of, but there's some certain parameters that help us. We're an island, 
So mm-hmm. our population of cats is in large separated from from the population on the mainland. And also, we're well-funded. We're a wealthy community. The community has supported us, and uh, we have a first-class program. I know people who aren't as well-funded, who, frankly, are not eating themselves for their cats to eat. So parts of it, that the maintenance, having a professional field director, is beyond the means of some groups. But the most important thing is not beyond their means. And the most important thing is neutering as many cats as possible and then returning them after they've been vaccinated and have a microchip. That's possible everywhere. First Coast in Jacksonville has has been an amazing program where tens of thousands of cats have been trapped, neutered, and returned, and uh, and the neighborhoods are quieter. Uh, The cats are, are better neighbors. And, uh, you know, the most important thing is neutering the cats. We don't have a lot of kittens, but all of our kittens are caught when they're three weeks old and they're domesticated and adopted into homes. You know, so that's another little piece of the program. It's wonderful. So those 28 kittens now have forever loving homes this June, which is great, isn't it? Yes, cats should be in homes. If you love cats, it's really not safe for cats outside. Our biggest problem is, I believe, cars. And Mm -hmm. this past winter, I have four cats at my house, and our favorite cat didn't come back, and I'm assuming it was, you know, a car. It was street-wise, but it's just not safe. You know, it's, it's better to have them inside and not having any mishaps befall them. Absolutely. And American Humane is launching uh, our third round of a pet retention study. And so much of that pet retention research that we've been focusing on is how to keep cats in their forever homes. Because the bonding, as you know, David, and, and most of our listeners know too, and it's different than it is with, with a dog coming into a home. So the bonding, we really must reinforce good bonding. So those cats are part of the family and they uh, they come into a family differently than a, than a puppy will. So it's uh, it's important to give that relationship time to develop and to grow. And then you have a forever loyal, loving friend, much like many Americans saw with that video of the cat saving the little boy from the dog attack. And uh, that I know for many cat owners was just heartwarming to show that cats have those kinds of bonds of loyalty and protection for their pet parents too. And wasn't that an amazing video? Yes, and mm-hmm. I think your retention program is very, very important. The truth is, in most locations, there's no place to take a cat. The, the mm-hmm. no-kills are filled. The no-kill shelters are filled. In Palm Beach County, 80% of the cats that go into shelter don't make it out. And really, sometimes it's just a matter of a little bit of money that people can't afford to keep their cats. And uh, anything you can do to, to help with retention would be very, very important. Mm-hmm. The answer on shelters being filled is to get the numbers down by targeted spaying and neutering and programs like that are coming on board now and, and coming on board in South Florida, too. That's very, very good. You know, we were thinking, too, about developing, David, a cat hotline and testing that out in several communities with local shelters. So as those cats go home with the the new 
pet parent, the new owner, that they have a resource to dial, you know, 24 hours a day on any questions that they can ask about that cat, just so that reinforcement of the relationship can occur. Because many folks won't ask those tough questions, you know, the questions about litter box usage and what to do when, and if they don't have a, you know, well-established relationship with the local veterinarian, sometimes they don't know who to turn to for the right information. So we're uh, testing out the idea of a cat hotline for uh, shelters, and we'll let you know when that pilot study data comes back to us, because it's quite exciting. Another great program. And, you know, yeah. I'd like to point out, my, my father-in-law lives with us. Uh, he has an apartment here. He's 86 years old, uh, minor stroke, and he has a, a rescued cat, and it's been wonderful for him. You know, the companionship that he gets from that cat is just great, and uh, I think it's been very important for his well-being. We're talking today about cats, but I know you also have some special dogs in your life. Can you share with us a little bit about your canine companions as well? Back in the 1970s, I created a breed of dog. Loved the English Bulldog. Found out it didn't look like the original Bulldog, and the original dog was a healthier shape. And uh, I spent 24 years breeding back to that dog. I became involved with fostering seized fighting dogs with my local shelter in the early 90s and seeing all the dogs that were being put down in shelters, I could no longer breed. My breed continues. I'm a mentor to my breeders. We have a bigger program in Europe where people are frankly more responsible with their dogs. And Mm -hmm. uh, currently, I have a five-year-old rescued dog. I was walking shelter dogs when she was surrendered, and she's the dog of a lifetime. I stopped after getting four working titles with her and started concentrating on tricks. I go into an Alzheimer's ward once a week with her where she performs, and then the residents pat her. One resident doesn't talk all week and then talks to the dog. And I'm just so lucky. I have the dog of a lifetime, and... My dance partner and and learning the new training techniques has just been wonderful. Uh, Moving away from coercion and correction, using positive motivation, you know, just like a dance team. One member has to be the leader, but that doesn't mean that the other partner has to be a slave. And the dogs are happier. They learn quickly, and it's just been wonderful learning the new training and performing with my little dog. Oh, that's wonderful, David. It's wonderful. And how does the dog get along with your cats? She's very well trained. (laughs) (laughs) In the beginning, she wanted to chase and, you know, sit means sit. And she's an obedient dog and it's enforced with a, a nope and try it again. And, uh, you know, she will turn her head the other way when a cat goes by her and avoid them. Oh, that's great. That is great. Well, training is so important and in all of our wonderful relationships. And it sounds like you've done a masterful job of of, uh, creating a a wonderful home that is uh, great for both the cats and the dogs. Well, you know, David, I know our listeners out there will be interested in learning more about Palm Beach Island cats. Can you tell them uh, about what the website is to find out more information about your fine organization? Yes, the website is www.pbislandcats, that's uh, pbislandcats.org, and we would love to have you see what we're doing. 
Wonderful. So pbislandcats.org for listeners out there to learn more about this fascinating model of how Palm Beach Island Cats has really made a difference for the community cats on the island. Well, David, thank you so much for joining us today and congratulations on all the fine work that you've done. And and really, I know the cats are cheering you on. So thank you so much for your leadership and your important insights and how all of our communities can work on the community cat issue. Well, that's all the time we have today. Remember to visit Adopt a Cat Month all month long on our website at AmericanHumane.org slash Adopt a Cat Month. But before we go, as promised, here's the song with a special message from Miss Carol Connors. Here's Unconditional Love Unconditionally. And until next time, let's all remember to be humane. Unconditional love Someone Appreciates me unconditional love, just my shadow in me. We go everywhere, his love's always there for me. Unconditional love, unconditional. When the world is coming down on me, he's there for me, cares for me. When my life feels like I'm down and out, he turns my heart inside Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.